Hey guys, it's Jeremy Werner. No, no cutesy cold open today about some random conversation we have about our lives. I want to sell you on something. Yeah, I do, but it's for free, so I don't feel too bad. Right now, we're having free VIP access at Illini Inquire. Your chance to go through, comb through all of our articles, analysis, insight, recruiting information, and check it out. Because if you don't have a VIP membership, uh, you get a free look at this. And we think you're going to like it enough to sign up for a membership. And if you do, you're in luck. Because right now, we have a 75% off annual VIP membership right now. And we know the world's crazy right now and everybody's been impacted, but 75% off is a pretty good deal for the best Illini coverage for the next year. So go ahead, check it out. Free VIP access right now to everybody. Check out Derek Piper's great story on Stephen Gentry, our breakdowns of all the latest Illini basketball news. We're getting really deep into Illini football recruiting and all their targets and Illinois' offering in the entire state of Florida. And we're breaking that down. So go check it out at Illini Inquirer right now and uh, try it out. VIP access. And if you like it, sign up for a membership. We appreciate all of you. Now let's get to the podcast. Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner here with you today recording uh, Monday, March 31st, should be getting prepped for a Final Four, but instead, we're still talking about, and we will for a while, the impact of uh, COVID-19 on athletics and on Illinois athletics, obviously, specifically here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. And, and I do want to give a kudos to Illinois and their sports information department. Kemp Brown, Derek Burson, Brett Moore, uh, Danny Maddie, all of them have done a great job of getting us these coaches and getting us these players on a teleconference format, of course, can't meet them in person right now as we socially distance ourselves, but allowing them to tell us their stories and what they're going through and how this has impacted them. I think it's been good for them to connect with us and to, through us, the fans, uh, and tell them the stories about how all of these sports are impacted. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed our coverage at, at Alana Enquirer of telling those stories and not just basketball and what Brad Underwood said today, which we'll get into on this podcast or what Lovey Smith said in the football program. We've tried to tell the story of the baseball players, Garrett Acton and Ty Weber, who are going through this, the softball team going through this, and emotional Mike Turk uh, going over what this means for his program uh, in the track program at Illinois. Uh, we've caught up with almost all these coaches to this point, and there's still so many stories to tell that uh, we're looking forward to bringing you at Illini Inquirer. Uh, but today, the one most people wanted to hear from, Brad Underwood, spoke with us media on a teleconference. And, and I really want to go through some of this audio. And, and most of it has to do with Illinois and their roster and what their future roster is going to look like. We've already heard from Brad about the season, how this was a really you know, unsatisfying end to what was such a special season for Illinois to get back to relevancy, to get back to being what Illinois basketball was supposed to be. But today in the teleconference, Brad really talked about recruiting, about the transfer market, talked a little bit more about Alan Griffin, which we heard from him before on the podcast, the in-house podcast for Illinois Athletics, uh, but also Io DeSumo. I asked him a little bit more about you know, his decision and things he has coming up. So we'll dive into all of that here coming up. But I do want to give you a little bit of update on, on the players. Right now, Brad said they're meeting with the players twice a week through Zoom, which stock through the roof 
for Zoom. I didn't get in on that one early enough. But the players are meeting on there, and all the players currently on the roster, including Io DeSumo, are doing that. He did say Georgie Bashanishvili did not go home. Georgie's still on campus. Georgie talked with the media today as well, uh, and Georgie seems to be in pretty good spirits. And uh, Georgie's an older soul, and, and he's been through a lot in his life, so I, I think he's just trying to be a positive influence, as Georgie Bashanishvili always seems to try to do. But we also know that Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk has not gone back to Belgium. Uh, so Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk is staying with a friend in Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, so we learned that. But we also learned that Trent Frazier's going back to Florida, which is a hot spot right now. We know Iowa's back in Chicago, which is a bit of a hot spot right now. But I think the most concern is for Kofi Coburn, who is back in New York City, which we know the state of New York, and especially New York City, is a huge hot spot. So Brad said he's worried a lot about that, and, and his guys are really quarantined right now. And you know, Brad gave a really good message later on before he signed off. Um, you know, really giving a lot of applause to our healthcare professionals, uh, everybody that's trying to keep us safer, and they've done a great job of that. And, and want to echo that, and, and just how scary this is for all of us. But they're putting themselves in the front line of this scary disease, and some of them are losing their lives, getting very sick, uh, putting their families uh, in a little bit of danger too. So we appreciate what everyone is doing on that line. And uh, it seems so minuscule to what we're talking about today uh, in sports. But uh, we do want, um, I think it is necessary to have a little bit of an escape into the sports world. And Brad Underwood provided an update on his team today. Of course, the NCAA on Monday uh, announced that winter sports athletes will not, will not get an extra year of eligibility. And that's mostly because... Some of them, many of them, Division One winter sport athletes, basketball players, their careers were over. Their seasons were over. So Brad was asked to comment on that and what that means uh, moving forward. Yeah, those are really hard uh, choices and, and, and decisions that have to be made. And, and uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, as sympathetic as, as we all were that, you know, tournaments and championships weren't played, um, I, you know, the, the seasons were, and, uh, um, you know, we played our regular season, we were in postseason, Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's, it's our job as, as educators, I've always said, I'm, I'm nothing more than a, than a teacher. And, and, uh, you know, part of this is, is teaching guys that, you know, sometimes things don't go the way we want them to go. And, and this is a life, you know, uh, decision that, uh, that impacts them. Uh, and it's one that didn't go their way. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, it's, it's a tough one. It's, it's hard, but yet, uh, I, I get it and, and totally understand it. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm not, sh- I'm not saying a lot of guys would, would come back. I don't know that at this point, but, uh, uh, we had played the regular season and, and played, you know, 31 or 32 games, whatever it was. And, um, totally understand uh, where the NCAA was coming from on that. And I do too. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, yes, I think Andres Felice was robbed. Kipper Nichols was robbed of the opportunity and through outside their control, of course, and it's not like this is anybody's fault, uh, but robbed of those opportunities um, to be able to play in the postseason. But they did play their entire regular season. And a team like Nebraska played their entire season. You think of women's basketball. Uh, most of those have played their entire regular season. A lot of the Division One men's basketball programs, I would think a majority of them, 
did. So that would have been very difficult uh, for the NCAA to implement. But obviously one of the biggest things over Illinois right now, now that we know Alan Griffin is on his way out, that Tevian Jones is on his way out, is what is next for Iodesumu. And I found it interesting that on Illinois' in-house podcast, Brad Underwood had said, if I, he didn't even say if Io comes back. He said Io could be a preseason All-American, that he could be uh, a guy who's in the National Player of the Year. And I wondered if he was selling it or if he was maybe knowing something we don't, that maybe there's a better chance that Io DeSumo can say. And I asked him about uh, what he thought about Io DeSumo and, and the draft process. And that is the biggest thing is there's so much uncertainty that most of us assume Io DeSumo, who could have been drafted last year, many thought he would have in the second round, but he didn't even go through the process last year, that with the year he had, he would be gone. And I think that was the plan. You've heard from Kwame DeSumo and Shannon Ryan, Chicago Tribune reported on that. It was a good story. And Kwame said, nothing has changed for us. And I was going to, I would imagine, test the waters. He hasn't announced that yet, which is interesting because Jalen Smith, Xavier Tillman, Daniel Toro, some of the other Big Ten stars have done so. But there's a lot of uncertainty about this process of when the draft combine will be, if there will be a draft combine. And that's not going to help a guy that's probably second-round material like Iodesumu right now, not having an NCAA tournament. Certainly uh, robbed Iodesumu of an opportunity to showcase himself in the brightest stage, in the biggest stage, brightest lights. So I asked Brad about how that impacts Io and went on to ask him about how that impacts what they can do in the recruiting department because it could have a big effect. Well, I think there's there's a lot of factors that, that are so unknown, Jeremy. I think that uh you know, you can you can play into um uh, you know, not knowing if there's gonna be an NBA season, uh not knowing what uh uh what it what the draft process even is uh that trickles down into what agents are doing uh and how they're going about their business uh and yet uh you know unless you're uh pretty sure surefire top 10 pick it it gets pretty challenging to uh to know what even that process is and in, in terms of you've got to think that uh uh, at this point, you don't know what a, a, a summer league looks looks like, what a what a the draft combine would look like, um, you know, even if what the draft looks like and when that would be. So, um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, you know, Io's in a in a position to examine all those things and and, and talk with his people and and uh, they have done the evaluation process. Uh, that's still out there for all. Uh, for all the athletes to go through and, and, uh, you know, I was in that process. And, uh, so, you know, we'll see, but, uh, you've got so many unknowns and, uh, you know, you've got a portal full of, of athletes right now. I think we're up 150 or so from last year, right in that neighborhood from, from the same time. Uh, and, and right now we don't know, um, what the the one-time transfer waiver is going to look like and if that's even going to happen for this next season and so there's there's tremendous uncertainty uh which for me for me is is we're in a good place and 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 uh you know if if this is at a different point where you need five or six guys it can be very very challenging when you can't have visits or or uh do anything other than just uh uh contacts through the phone and facetimes and stuff like that 
I assume you know he hasn't given you an, an answer yet. Um, so with that, how, how do you kind of approach how you build your roster? Um, you know, and, and approach you know the transfer portal and all those things. And uh, if you told them, hey, I need to know by this day or something like that. No, we've we've we're never gonna we're never gonna put guys in that kind of situation. Uh, it's not about uh, pressuring anybody. It's not about uh, it's it's always about trying to be in a uh, in, in a in a position of support and help, and um, you know I I would I would never put an athlete in a situation where you've you know uh, we've always got a home and um, I, I want our guys to always know that uh, we'll deal with that. Uh, I think our world today, Jeremy, is such that there's uh, you know going to be what there were a thousand on the portal last year. Uh, there's going to be opportunities to be there, and, and, and we can be very, very selective. So uh, I, I like I like the position we're in. Yeah, that's Brad Underwood talking about Io DeSumo's upcoming decision. He also weighed in on Alan Griffin uh, and was asked whether that was a surprise or not. And uh, Brad gave a, a response that I wasn't too surprised about. Well, I'm not going to get into everybody's um, – the, the personnel side of things, um, um, I'm never I'm never surprised by any by anything today, and so to uh, uh, there's there's nothing that is 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 shocking anymore. Uh, you know you you almost become uh, uh, I guess numb to it uh, is, is the best way. But uh, you know he he he's made his decision for, for what his reasons are. And, and, um, uh, you wish him nothing but the best and, and, um, you know, you feel excited and, and, um, how, how he continued to improve here. And, and so I, um, I wish him nothing but the best and, and, and hopefully he's, uh, he's in that position to find what he wants. Yeah. And we don't know exactly what that is at this point. I mean, the, the school, as we saw listed, I mean, Syracuse stands out. Miami desperately needs players who can shoot. Uh, Syracuse being close to home, recruited him when Illinois did. That all makes sense. But at the same time, basketball fit. I think we're all in agreement. I don't know if he's going to do a better basketball team. Don't know if he's going to do a better role for him, given that he's grown in the system. Illinois was the one who believed in him. Uh, He seemed to be enjoying himself this year. So this all points to a more personal decision. And and without these guys going on the record, Brad's not going to talk about it. He's not going to burn a bridge or burn a kid for it. Allen probably isn't going to burn a bridge at Illinois. Um, So it's a personal decision. We'll just leave it at that because the basketball fit, I don't know how much better it's going to be somewhere else than it was at Illinois. He had a good thing here at Illinois. They believed in him. And Allen, to his credit, was really good this year and looked like a, a potential big-time player, maybe a, a potential all-Big Ten candidate as an upperclassman. So Brad Underwood talked a little bit about what they're looking for in the transfer market and how a couple players currently on the roster impact what they can do in the transfer market. We'll talk about that coming up on the Illini Enquirer podcast. I do want to remind you, today and maybe a couple days after that, free VIP access. So if you've thought about Alana Enquirer VIP access and signing up for a membership, you can go through right now and check out all our VIP articles, all our VIP analysis, our recruiting updates for free. 
Derek's been uh, breaking down all the Illinois basketball news, the what it means for Alan Griffin, the breakdown of some of these transfers, his fantastic Stephen Gentry article. I've been breaking down Illinois football recruiting targets. We've done a target of the day. I've been giving you uh, some updates on Illinois football recruiting as well. It's a great time to just try it out. And if you do like it, we're running a 75% off annual promo. So if you're a monthly subscriber right now or you're a former subscriber, want to start going down, now's a great opportunity to do that. And listen, we know everybody uh, is going to be impacted economically, financially in some way by this. So 75% off, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of that price and get your Illini fixed because we all need something else right now. And Derek and I, Gavin Good, the whole crew, Ryan Easterling, we're trying to give you as much Illini content as possible through these trying times. So give us a try there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so Brad Underwood was asked a lot about transfers today, and, and that is where we're going here. I mean, the transfer market, despite what is going on, is filling up and filling up very quickly. You're seeing schools add transfers without even hosting them on campus. So this is a very interesting part of where Illinois basketball is going to go here because currently uh, there's about one open scholarship for Illinois. That could change, of course, if I would assume it leaves or somebody else on the current roster leaves. Uh, but they definitely are looking in the transfer market. And Brad talks a little bit about that coming up. But first of all, he was asked about recruiting, recruiting remotely and what that's been like for him and his staff, not only with the transfer market, but with the class of 2021 and beyond. Yeah, it's videos. It's, um, you know, you're trying to get as much information uh, to these prospects as you can digitally. Uh, you're trying to communicate with them and, and um, uh, you know, we've got uh, – you know, some, some guys in the 21 class who we've had on campus and, and, you know, we're basically conducting what would be an official visit. Uh, we're doing that online. Uh, we've spent uh, a majority of the last two weeks uh, working on the, the, the graphics, working on the videos, working on uh, uh, the points of interest for each individual, um, knowing that we're not going to be able to, you know, we were going to bring a good good number of those guys to campus this spring and uh i think you will see uh, kids who've made campus visits whether they were official or unofficial i think you could see them start to uh commit and make decisions knowing that they're they're in all likelihood probably won't be an aau basketball season to go see um so there's no benefit for them not to um 
you know, some may wait until the spring, you know, and just and just play this out. You know, I think you'll see a wide gamut of, of, of different things. But, uh, you know, we're this is our new norm. Uh, I tell everybody it's junior college recruiting. You know, I've got good good years of experience there. You just get on the phone and, and you build relationships with people over the phone. You do background checks over the phone um, and uh, try to get as, as much information as, as you can possibly get them. Um, via uh, the the digital route. Yeah, Brad made a comment, you know, in the teleconference that you could see twenty twenty one kids um, more likely to to make their commitments earlier in the process because a lot of them want to go through the AAU circuit, whether it's spring or summer, and go through that, see if they impress more people. Someone like DJ Stewart being able to get a Duke offer. Um, and see if they can up their value that way and up their options that way and that might not be available to them. So if they made their visits to campus and Illinois did a good job and not knowing what would happen though, um, but getting a bunch of 2021 prospects on campus, whether it was Brandon Weston, Mac Etienne, um, some big players uh, that could possibly be a part of that class. Cause we talk about the 2020, 2021 roster, but this 21 recruiting cycle is obviously going to be impacted by what's happening. We're seeing it with football. And of course we're seeing it with basketball as well. But Derek Piper was on the teleconference with me, and he asked Brad what he's looking for in the transfer market. We've seen Illinois attached to a lot of guards. I think most of us know the need might be at a stretch four because they've lacked that. Uh, But here's Brad Underwood weighing in on what he needs in the transfer market. Yeah, I think we've got a nice, you know, we we feel like we're in a good position um, really at, every spot i think that you know you start you start uh getting very detailed uh, you know i think there's um you know we could we could potentially use a, a stretch four uh you know i think it depends on the a little bit depends on the um the one-time transfer rule if kids sit if kids are eligible if, uh you know uh, most of the of the world doesn't know about uh, Austin and Jacob, and and they're sitting out, and uh, uh, what they bring to our table. Um, you know, we get so consumed with um, grad transfers and and our recruiting classes, we forget about the 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 uh, number one team in the country this year. Most of the year was Baylor, and their roster was all sit out guys uh, for the most part. So, it, you know, we forget about those guys, but. Um, you know, if, if if we had a sit-out guy, it could be a combination of anything from a big to a point guard. So we're we're uh, we're evaluating everybody and and uh, all positions. And you know, if a stretch four was was the right fit potentially um, with the right body type and the right skill set, we would. Uh, um, you know, that's 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 one that we would uh, maybe move on. Yeah, and I want to get into kind of. You know, you had the Obama translator on Key and Peel. I, I think there's a Brad translator here with Brad Underwood. Uh, but I thought he also got into an inf- interesting conversation as Scott Ritchie posed this to him, is how the grad transfer market compares to the sit-out transfer market, which he prefers. And, of course, Brad is very researched on this and did the analytics on this, and I found it pretty interesting. Well, I think there's – Pros and cons. I th- you know I think when you start studying the 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 grad transfer uh, history, um, 
you know, I think there's been three grad transfers since grad transfers happened that have played in a final four. Um, I think there's been five or six that have played in an elite eight or started somewhere in the, in those numbers. They're very few. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a uh, you start looking at the productivity some of these guys have. There's a lot put on a grad transfer. Uh, learning a brand new system, uh, learning a new team. Uh, if guys transfer up a level, uh, it is it is a very steep challenge. And we're playing at the highest level in the best league in the country, in front of the best crowds in the country, uh, in the toughest environments. And all of that can be a lot for some guys. And so we're pretty selective there. Um, I love sit-out guys. I mean, it's a, it's a year of knowing a system, learning terminology, uh, getting in the weight room, getting stronger. Um, and, and that's happened in both our guys' cases and, and, you know, where they've added close to 20 pounds. Uh, they, they deal with our nutrition. Uh, you know, it's just a, uh, it's a, it's a year. I, it's in my time as a coach, it's very, very seldom has there ever come anything bad from a guy sitting out. You know, they, they get academically acclimated, their uh, basketball get acclimated, and, and there's very little failure or anything negative that happens to a guy that comes in and sets out and continues his career after that. I love a coach that does all that research. It's just not anecdotes. Like, he goes into it, dives into it. And, and those numbers, I mean, I scream at I mean, grad transfers, and I think for Illinois football it's been different, but a lot of those guys are multi-year guys. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to acclimate to, and a lot of them are going up a level, right? So that's a huge transition. And Illinois was smart enough, and Brad Underwood was smart enough, to invest into two guys on the wing, Jacob Grandison and Austin Hutcherson, who have multiple years of eligibility. At the time, some of us wondered, okay, where do they fit in? Um, where are their roles going to be? But it also gave Brad depth, long-term depth, that if Tevian Jones didn't work out, there are other guys on this roster that if one of his other players or they didn't land Adam Miller or Andre Curbelo, they had other players in the roster. Or if Iodesumu goes pro, they have more players in the roster. Or if Alan Griffin decides to transfer, right? So those guys are coming in on the wing. And Brad said that has allowed Illinois and impacted Illinois, I should say, extremely on what they do in the transfer market. We've seen Illinois' name attached to a lot of players, and they certainly are interested in a lot of players or reaching out to a lot of players and doing their background. But Jacob Grandison and Austin Hutcherson allow Illinois to be a little picky in what they're looking for. You know, I think that's that's allowed us to be in a position we don't have to we don't have to panic. We don't have to we don't have to feel like we have to go out and, and just um, uh, take a piece, you know, that that that, that that's a question mark. And uh, you know, I'm more we're in the position now it's about our culture and it's about the, the locker room and the, and fitting in. And, uh, you know, if it's a grad transfer, making sure they're coming here for the right reasons. Uh, and, and so, uh, again, we can be pretty selective and, and, uh, I, I love the concept of, of sitting out guys. Um, uh, and, uh, like I said, Baylor's an unbelievable model. And if, 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 
that guy happens to be out there somewhere, we may take him. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's just an opportunity to um, be selective and, and, and try to make the, the best choice we can. Yeah, so Brad Underwood references Baylor with how many sit-out guys they've had, and it's allowed them to stay old. Brad's always talking about get old, stay old. But to, to translate what Brad's saying, I think we all know the number one need on next year's roster would be a stretch four. Now, maybe that can be Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk, but he's obviously had injury issues, and he's got barely any experience here. So he's really a wild card. Could be a positive, but don't know if you can rely on him. If you add somebody as a grad transfer that could be 6'9", athletic, could shoot the three. Basically, if you found another T.J. Holyfield out there and they were able to land him, they'd obviously be very, very interested. The problem is there aren't many of those players. You've seen the posts who've been available be in very high demand, and most of the top programs in the country are going after those guys. So that's going to be very difficult to find. Uh, They have shown interest in guards, and you can tell when Brad's talking about these guards, he seems pretty confident that if they had Trent Frazier, Andre Curbelo, Adam Miller, Austin Hutcherson, Jacob Grandison, DeMonte Williams, that they could be just fine on the wing. I I mean, if you get one of Grandison or Hutcherson to be consistent for you, I think you're fine. If you get both of them to play well for you, you're going to be in a really good spot. Plus, you think Corbello is going to be good. You imagine Trent Frazier is going to shoot better than he did last year because he had throughout most of his career. And uh, Adam Miller, um, don't know what he's going to be right away, could struggle early, but you know he's got it in him to play at a high level as well. So you have those guys, but when you lose Frazier, you probably want another league guard along with you or another guard who, who can help you. And that's why you know the sit-out guard, I think, really appeals to Brad to have somebody that's able to replace those guys, DeMonte Williams, Trent Frazier, for the next season. So that could be interesting to watch in the transfer market. Of course, Brad Underwood has to recruit these guys, Orlando Antigua, Chin Coleman, Stephen Gentry, without meeting them in person. And, and culture means a lot to Brad, and Derek Piper knows that. So ask Brad about whether he'd be willing to you know, take a transfer without meeting them and, and getting to know them even better in person. Here's what Brad had to say. Yeah, we're going to have to. I mean, we, we will, we'll, we'll have to do that. And, uh, you know, I don't see that the – I don't see that the uh, the recruiting ban's going to lift. Um you know, at, at any point, um, I, that's my expectation. Uh, that's why, you know, we've got a, um, got a great staff. Uh, we're all making calls constantly about guys. We're trying to, you know, go beyond just the place they currently are going back to, you know, the, their high school coaches, their AAU coaches, uh, just trying to, to, to deal with guys. If we don't know about them, we're not, we're not going there. And, uh, uh, again, it's um, it, it's it's been a it's been an unbelievable road to get here, and 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 we've got uh, an unbelievable locker room, and uh, that's the one thing that um, um, we've we've all fought for and, and worked really hard at, and we're not gonna we're not gonna jeopardize that. Yeah, so I've mentioned this on my radio show when it comes to a guy like Khalil Whitney, who's expected to, to, to be pro. He's not even in the transfer portal. But I do think that culture piece means a lot because it's not like Illinois is, is DePaul, or not to knock DePaul, uh, but a desperate program right now. Yeah, they're, they're desperate to, to repeat this year, 
they're desperate to, to maybe be a, a top-level Big Ten team again because they were in the top four this year. But they're not going to sacrifice their culture that they built because they did love that locker room. They love the culture they are building. And I, I know a lot of times that's buzzwords, but I think we all saw it on the court this year, that they don't want to bring in a player or a piece that is going to jeopardize that. So they're doing their background research, as Brad said. They're, they're talking to as many people as possible and, and people that they trust. Uh, but it makes this process so interesting um, and un- unprecedented. And that's what we're in. It's unprecedented times, but I think they still feel really go- good about their roster, and I think they should. I, I mean, the Grandison and Hutcherson additions look great right now. Having Adam Miller along with Andre Curbelo, and Adam Miller is expected to sign uh, in April or whenever the, the NCAA allows, and it seems like they're going to allow that in April. So it seems like that's still going to be there. And just the possibility that, that this uncertainty could maybe open the door for an Iodesumu comeback could be very interesting. And I'm not going to get into it with Adam Miller. I, I think Adam Miller is going to be here regardless. But uh, we, we'll talk about that once that happens. But I would expect Iowa DeSumo to go into the draft process, and then we'll take it from there. But uh, nothing would surprise me at this point because I didn't think we'd be talking about all this stuff at this point. But hope you enjoyed the breakdown of what Brad Underwood had to say. We're hoping to catch up with you soon again. Don't forget, free VIP access. So if you've ever wanted to try out Alana Inquirer and our VIP membership, you can do so for free. Just check out all the VIP articles today. Uh, also, we got a great deal going on, $75, of 75% off an annual VIP membership. So I know a lot of you... Uh, you know, stretch maybe economically impacted financially right now. You still got a great opportunity to sign up for that. We're going to continue to bring you the latest on this free podcast. We'll bring you the latest news uh, for free at Alina Inquire, but take advantage of all those VIP deals, the free stuff right now, and the 75% off annual membership. Thanks for listening to the Alina Inquire podcast. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate that. Hope you all are well. Take care of each other. Stay away from each other for now. Let's all do our part so we get back to normalcy. Brad Underwood said that today, and I couldn't agree more. Everybody be well. We'll talk to you next time on the Alana Inquire podcast. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms of life.